Hi, I'm Mike, lead pastor at The Ridge, and this is our weekly podcast. Thank you for joining us. Our desire is for you to grow in relationship with God, connect with others, and to experience God's purpose for life by adding value to the life of another. I hope that this message will build your faith and encourage you as we seek to grow together in God's Word. Enjoy today's message. Hi, Grandpa. Hi. You know who this is? Randy? Yeah. What's the matter? I've been in the car wreck. All right, Dad. It sure sounded like him on the phone. I'd have swore on a stack of Bibles it was him. <laughs> Orville and Dorothy Shanafelt of Portland, Oregon, thought they were talking to their grandson, Randy, and it sounded like he needed help. Were you hurt, Dad? My ribs and my jaw. That's why I'm talking the way I am. The con man convinced them to drive to a Western Union and wire him $550 that he said he needed to get his car out of the tow yard. We'd do anything to help any of our grandkids. Grandma and Grandpa got duped. Who would do something like that? Who would prey on the elderly? Who would take advantage of a grandparent's love? Whoever it is, they got away with it. Con man's never been caught, still out there. Using poor, vulnerable grandma's social security money. Does that bother you? Because that bothers me. And I think that's the kind of thing that was bothering Habakkuk. Last week we started this, nevertheless. We're teaching through this Old Testament book called Habakkuk. Last week we saw the overview, the, vi- the big picture is this. Uh, the Lord God Almighty is having a personal conversation with this ordinary guy named Habakkuk. And he welcomes that same kind of dynamic with you. Well, let's dig in. Here's how the book of Habakkuk begins. Chapter 1, verse 1, the prophecy that Habakkuk the prophet received. See, Habakkuk, he was a man of faith. He believed in the Lord and he organized his life around following the way of the Lord. But when we encounter him here, chapter 1, verse 1, he's struggling. Habakkuk, he's struggling to align his belief in a good and a loving God with the reality that's all around him. Evil. Grandmas and grandpas were getting duped and worse. Well, Habakkuk, he didn't just deny that. He didn't pretend like everything in the world is good, you know, power positive thinking, the glass isn't half empty, it's half full. And Habakkuk, he also, he didn't abandon God. He didn't say things like, well, I see the evil and I see the suffering around me, but I I, I don't know if there is a God. And if there is a God, I don't like him. See, Habakkuk, he doesn't do that. What we're seeing here is Habakkuk not turning away from God, but rather Habakkuk, he's taking these things and he's turning toward God. He's bringing this internal struggle that he has directly to God, and he asks God four questions. 
They're found in the first four verses. Here's the first one, verse 2. How long, Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen? Question number one. I mean, that's pretty straightforward. Habakkuk saying, Lord, why aren't you answering me? Have you been there? Have you ever asked that kind of question? No, I mean, God, you you encourage us to bring our requests to you because you answer prayers. I've got an issue. I need help. I've asked. I've prayed. But crickets. Lord, why aren't you answering me? Notice Habakkuk, he doesn't accuse God of being evil. He doesn't accuse God of being callous. He just, he doesn't understand As we encounter him in this book of the Bible, Habakkuk, he is simply confused. I know that feeling. I mean, I've asked God for things that I thought were good but haven't received an answer. I've got a friend who who isn't following Jesus. And I've prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed for years. Nothing. Lord, why aren't you answering that prayer? Do you have any unanswered prayers like that in your life? Habakkuk sure did. Here's his second question. Verse 2 continues. He says, or cry out to you violence, but you do not save. Habakkuk, he's saying, you know, God, I see some pretty awful things that are happening in this world. There's violence, there's crime, there's murders, there's terrorism, there's abuse. It sure does look like the bad guys are winning. People are getting hurt. You know, this summer, a lot of us in in the Midwest, we got introduced to to a new phrase. It was this, air quality index. Right? I mean, how many times did you have to look for that? It's like sometimes we'd go outside and there's all this smoke. And if you had allergies, it was kind of a rough go. Well, what was behind that? There were wildfires, you know, taking place out in Canada. And these things were raging for days, for weeks, even months. You know, while that was going on, here's something that went through my mind. I thought, you know, God, you have the ability to part the seas. You have the power to walk on water, so I have just a little suggestion here. How about a little rain? Right, that that would do it. That's in God's wheelhouse. He flooded the whole earth. He can do rain. Or how about this? A little earlier today, this happened in Zimbabwe, a mine collapsed. There were a whole bunch of people in this mine. Several of them it died instantaneously, a whole bunch more of them. Right now, as we're here today worshiping, they're stuck, trapped in this mine, and it doesn't look good. Think, well, God, why don't you step in? Well, God, why, why don't you do something about that? Well, God, why don't you save them? Well, here's Habakkuk's third question, verse 3. Why do you make me look at injustice? He's saying, God, 
Why isn't life, why isn't it fair? Have you ever been asked that question? Parents? Right, I mean, the Van Rees family of five grew up in a house with three bedrooms. How do you equally distribute three bedrooms among five people? Well, I volunteered to share a room with Sarah. <laughs> Wasn't that nice? But that still leaves two bedrooms for three kids. What do you do? Well, we decided to separate based on gender. So Caleb, he got the, the smaller room alone, and then the girls shared the other room. Any guesses what phrase we heard? <laughs> not fair. Not fair. That's not fair. And my, my response, you know, they say, why does Caleb, why does he get a room alone? And here's my response. Because we love him more. <laughs> <laughs> that helped. <laughs> it's not fair. It's not fair. Right? We hear this, and here's what I've recognized. Those words, that's not just the kids. That goes on inside. It goes on inside of me. How about what's going on in North Korea? You know, how does a tyrant like Kim Jong get that much power when he uses that power to oppress millions of people? I hear about that and I think, not fair. Or what child deserves to be raised in the slums of Calcutta? Not fair. Why does my grumpy neighbor, you know, who's chain smoker, lived to 95 years old, yet this amazing dad, 39, gets cancer and dies. Not fair. Why do I live and work with integrity, but the guy who cuts corners and hurts people, he gets promoted? Well, that's not fair. Why do I get headaches that don't go away? Why am I battling depression? Why is the person that I love having to go through this not fair? It seems to me like there are a whole lot of things that go on in this world that aren't fair. Well, Habakkuk, he's got one more question. Here's his fourth question, back half of verse 3. He says, why do you tolerate wrongdoing. He's saying, how can, how can this happen? How can a good and a holy God possibly put up with some of the things that are going on in this world? Why are there some people who get hurt and abused and suffer shame and depression? Well, there's abusers. They sleep just fine at night. Why does a, a young woman who doesn't want to get pregnant get pregnant? Well, there's a, a husband and wife who want to be parents and they want to raise their kid according to the ways of the Lord. They can't get pregnant. Why are there grandparents who just want to help out their grandson and they end up getting scammed? Why do these things, kind of things happen? Habakkuk, this book in the Bible, it's like 2,500 years old, but it reads like it's today. Highly relevant. Verse 2 How long, Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen? 
or cry out to you, violence, but you do not save. Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Did you know those words? Did you know those thoughts? Did you know those questions are in the Bible? That's how this book of Habakkuk begins. So do you know what it is that this biblical prophet by the name of Habakkuk, you know what he's doing? Here's what he's doing. Doubting. He's doubting. And he's questioning. He is struggling with his faith in God. And I know that that this is church, but I wonder, can anyone here, can you relate to this? Maybe, you know, you kind of know the things that get said in church. You, You know, you're like, God, you say you're always with me. But here's my reality. I still feel so alone. Or maybe you're thinking, you know, I know, I've heard the words, God, you say that you love me, but my reality, I still don't feel that. I I feel worthless. God, you say you will provide for me, I haven't received. God, you say you'll protect me, my life, it hurts. God, you say you speak, I'm not hearing. God, you say that you're sovereign, but the world around me, it is still such a mess. I know what you say. God, but I'm not seeing it. God, I know what the Bible teaches, but my reality, I'm not experiencing it. I'm questioning what I believe. I'm struggling with my faith. I've got some doubts. Have you ever done that? Really? Shame on all of you. (laughs) You're going to get flat tires on the way home. (laughs) I'm kidding, right? But are we allowed to do that? Are we allowed to have questions and doubts? You you know, are we we allowed to to do that or is God going to punish us if we have those kind of feelings? Aren't we just supposed to, you know, hide those things, keep quiet and keep on singing? See, this This is one of the reasons why this small little obscure book of the Bible, Habakkuk, near the end of the Old Testament, this is one of the reasons this book is still so important. Habakkuk just lays it out there, verse 2. He's like, God, why do you make me look at injustice? See, here's what God is doing in this book of Habakkuk. God is showing us it's okay to have some doubts and to have some questions. Habakkuk, he did. It is very possible to be a follower of Jesus and have doubts and faith both at the same time. Habakkuk, he's inviting us to be honest, to be honest with God, to bring our doubts and bring our questions to him because that doesn't diminish our relationship with God. No, that That deepens it. Think about the way that relationships work. Example, Jim. He's in a a bad season with his wife, and they're not even speaking to each other. And then you got Pete, and he's had a really bad day, a bad week at the office. He, He blew the project. 
And so he's feeling shame inside. Well, they see each other, and what do they do? Well, this is what happens when they see each other, something along these lines, right? I mean, how's it going? Good, good, things are good. How are you? Great, I'm doing great. Neither of these guys are honest about what's really going on inside of them. It's two people who could really use a place to share, but they don't go there because they feel this need to appear respectable and to manage their image. Do you know what you call that? Here's what you call that. You call that a superficial relationship. It's possible to have hundreds, even thousands, of social media, friends and followers, but still be lonely. To think, does anybody really know me? Does anybody know more about me than my carefully choreographed posts? Does anybody know my challenges? Does anybody know my struggles? Does anybody know how I feel? Does anybody really know me? And if your answer to those questions, if it's no, I'll say this, you can change that. Doesn't have to keep being that way. If you have relationships and you're recognizing, yeah, you know, they're really superficial relationships, here's what you can do. You can make a commitment to pull a Habakkuk. You know, share a struggle that you're having. Share a personal struggle. Just share that with someone that will start taking the relationship deeper. Or if you don't have a relationship or relationships like that, we do. We have people and we have groups. We have mentors. You know, whether you've been here two days or 20 years, we'd love to invite you to to experience that. We have said for for a long time, you know, church, this worship service, it's a good thing, but it's not the, the fullness of God's intention for what it means to be his followers. That, that involves relationships. If you look around and you see people who are talking and seem like they're, they have relationships with each other, and you're like, well, that's not me. I don't have that. You could change that. You need to take an additional step. Join a serving team. You'll get to meet people that way. Join a community group. Join a men's group. Join a women's group. That's how we can build these relationships. Man, if that's something you're ever open to, let us know. Email us. Stop by at the Welcome Center. We'd love to find ways to engage you with that. Because superficial relationships, those are easy. But God, he has designed you for more than that. And God He offers more than that. Here's what's going on in the book of Habakkuk. Verse 2, chapter 1, Habakkuk says, How long, Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen? God, he doesn't want a superficial relationship with you. God, when it comes to communication with God, you know, it's a pretty wide open invitation. The way I read the Bible, I can only see one rule that God has for communication with us. Here it is, God's one rule for communicating. He says this, bring everything. 
Bring it all. Bring your doubts and your questions. Bring your joys and your praises. Bring your pain and your confusion. In other words, bring your real self to him. That, that's what Habakkuk is doing. That's how this book of the Bible begins. Habakkuk 1, verse 3, he says, why do you tolerate wrongdoing? He says those words to God. That's raw, that's uncensored stuff. And it's in your Bible. Question. Does sharing these kind of things, these raw, uncensored kind of things, does this bring us further or closer to God? It's closer. Closer. That's the way it works. Transparency opens the door to connection, and it brings the relationship deeper. Transparency, it says to relationships, I can trust, I can trust you. There's a fancy word that psychologists use to describe that. Here's the word they use, they call it attunement. And attunement, it's knowing and accepting. It's saying when you know about my pain or my inadequacy or my failure and you still accept me, that, that dynamic creates trust and it deepens relationships. That's what's going on in here. Habakkuk 1, verse 3, why do you make me look at injustice? This level of honesty with God, we find it in other places in the Bible, but get this, only the Bible. In no other religion do people dare to go to their God like this. This is unique. What we're seeing here in Habakkuk, you don't see this in other religious writings. Other religions, they'll pray to their gods. In other religions, they'll make requests to their gods. In other religions, they'll offer sacrifices to their gods. But only with the God of the Bible do we encounter a God who invites this kind of transparency with him. When you and I when we experience doubts and questions and pain in life, our relationship with God is gonna go one of two ways. If we repress it, if we ignore it, that's not really gonna go away. That's gonna just plant seeds of doubt that can bloom into resentment. But if we're honest, and if we share these things with God, trust develops, relationship deepens. Transparency with God is a vital part of our spiritual life. It doesn't move us farther from God. It brings us closer. Do you have any questions or doubts or wanderings? Because Habakkuk sure did. Verses 2 and 3. How long, Lord, must I call for help but you do not listen. I cry out to you, violence, but you do not save. Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Did you know that's right here in the Bible? 
That's in the Bible because this is God saying to us, that's okay. That's okay. When you feel that, when you feel that way, just bring it. God says, just bring it to me. You know, a lot of people are hesitant to bring doubts and questions, to bring pain and problems and failures to God to the detriment of spiritual depth. Transparency with God, it doesn't create distance. It creates connection, transparency. It is necessary for authentic relationship. Bringing everything to God, you, know, you, you may not get all the answers to all of your questions, but you'll get something better. You'll get this, attunement connection with him. We're going to take the next few moments and we're just going to create some space. And in this space, we invite you to just personally ha have a conversation. Talk with God. What's going on inside of you today? Whatever it is, Maybe you come into this place today and things are going well and you have these things to just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for this and for that. Well, do that. God enjoys that. Or maybe your reality is a little different. Maybe your reality is more along the lines of Habakkuk. And there are things that are happening in your life and you don't get it and you don't like it and you don't understand. Well, just share that. Share those things with him. Whatever's going on inside of you, take this opportunity and share that. Share it with him. Thanks for joining us today and listening to our weekly podcast. My name is Will Heron. I'm the director of discipleship here at The Ridge. If you would like to dig a little deeper into what we've been talking about today, uh, be sure to check out Beyond the Sermon. This is a weekly devotional that goes out after second service on Sunday. There you'll find the scripture that we've been looking at, some questions for you to, to dive into. But then there's also a discussion uh, that I have with whoever is teaching that Sunday, and we just dive deeper into different themes and topics from the sermon. If you've enjoyed our podcast, feel free to share it with your friends. And also jump on our website, ridgelife.org, to get more connected here at The Ridge.